Get Pucked. Welcome, everybody, to Get Pucked. This is episode 21. Dave is finally back. Also he here returns. with Matt and myself, Vito. I'm here. The, guys, we want to jump right into this one. It's going to be slightly different than what we normally do. Um, I'm going to start off by just quickly asking a question right now, right off the bat, and then we're going to do something different. So, Dave and Matt, Montreal's been on a tear. They've won five games in a row, and they are now battling, basically, for the bottom position with about four other teams. Are you concerned at all for the for Montreal's position in the upcoming draft? Matt? No. I mean, no. But there's a bit more to it than that, right? Yeah, like... Prior to Martin St. Louis showing up, prior to going on the the, the five game win streak, um, it was like foregone conclusion. They they were going to be dead last, get the best odds, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee you uh, the first overall pick. Gives you the best odds, sure. And I think like we mentioned last time we uh, we spoke, Vito, it's like it seems like in the past several years it's a 50-50 chance, right? If if you're the worst team, you either get it or you don't. Um, so those are those are good odds, you know, the best odds that you can possibly get. I think ultimately they're not going to climb out of this. It's not going to be like that run that the Hamburglar had with Ottawa those years ago, and they you know all of a sudden go. I don't see that happening. I see trades coming. I see the team getting uh, ch- chipped away. Big pieces are going to move out. I see the losses eventually coming, but they're going to be far more competitive. And I think in the long run. Your core is going to be here, and it's a much better place to be when you win, you know, let's say 50% of the time um, versus what they were doing before, which is losing every single game. But you see the improvement. You see how the players are, are responding. You see just the better product on the ice. You see them coming with the Jeff Petrie comments. It's, it's, it's fun to come to the rink again. So I think ultimately the winning is good for them in the long run. It's good for the team in the long run. I'm, I'm you know... Yeah, there was a part of me that was hopeful that, like, just write the season off. I was prepared, like, close my eyes, hold my breath, and just end the season and let it be their dead last and get the best odds. But, no, I'm not concerned. I think there's a lot of great picks in the top 5 to 10. I'm not concerned. Big Daddy Dave. <laughs> uh, I agree. I'm not concerned either. I mean, ultimately, um, it, it's a, it's a toss-up, right, whether you're going to win the draft lottery anyways if you finish last place or not. Uh, they strung uh, along five wins in a row. They, at, at one point, they had won four in a row, and we're still in last place. So I think that they've created enough of a gap. They're going to get a top five pick guaranteed almost at this point. So it doesn't really matter. There's enough talent. If we, we you know, you guys had an episode with Marco D'Amico, and you know he's been touting all along about how, how good that top five is in the draft. So I'm not too concerned. And if if for me, it's if. Getting a, a, a pick a little bit further down, maybe a third or a fourth even uh, overall pick, means that Cole Caulfield regains his first round form, then that's fine with me. Because, um, I mean, I think Definitely. it was clear that uh, the coaching was the problem. You know, I, I, I think we discussed that length. Is he an NHL or is he a first round pick? Is he a phenom? And uh, was the coaching the problem? Well, I think it, it proves the point. I mean, he, he does have the potential and, and it's the, the, the potential is there. And he basically just needed uh, a new coach and a new mentality. And, and if we regain his that, um, you know, first round form for Cole Caulfield, I think that's worth dropping two, three picks in the draft. I think that's fine. So I, I'm not too concerned. I think that it's going to be fun. It adds a little bit of a, a layer of fun to the season. And, you know, it is what it is and what it will be. 
uh, it will be, you know. So I, I'm fine with it. I'm I'm not concerned that they're going to get a top five pick. And, you know, if it was like uh, some of the other drafts we've seen over the years, I would be, would have been a little more concerned. I know that Mark was mentioned it. Other analysts have said it, um, that the talent pool in the top or in the in, that are going to be in the top 10 are pretty good in the top five, even more so. Um, I just I would really like that the Montreal Canadiens landed Shane Wright. But if that's not the case and they end up landing any of the other uh, prospects that have been mentioned in the past, then so be it. Um, yeah. But again, it's, it all comes down to the way they're playing, the way uh, the new administration, the way they're tr- what they want to do to the team, what Marty St. Louis brought so far and what looks like he's going to probably be the head coach too next year is just something to look forward to rather than thinking or feeling um, the way that we felt while Ducharme was there, while uh, you know uh, question marks were there, what was happening with Bergevin at the time, and and trying to figure out like is this going to be what we're going to see next season too? So no, it's 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 a totally different thing. I mean, and, and but quickly, like the the last little thing I want to say about it is because I know it's a hot button topic, right? A lot of people you go on the social medias, you talk to a lot of fans. They're they're actively fans out there. They're like they're ruining the tank. They're ruining our chances. What you got to understand is this is the main, like the core pieces of the team are going to be here. It's not like everybody's being wiped off the board and it's a complete clean slate. These, this team is our team. You know what I mean? And you're going to have some guys go and you're going to have some guys come in. And yes, it'd be nice to have a top pick number one prospect out of a draft. I don't, and nine out of 10 times they hit, but you got to remember it's still a prospect. This this person you're getting has never played an NHL game, so it's much better that your actual team of NHL players start to gel and like that, like Dave mentioned, Caulfield regain his confidence, Suzuki playing the best version of himself. Like these guys, your actual team playing better and 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 refining their game is probably more beneficial in the long run, rebuild or not, than nailing that first overall pick. So. I don't know if you guys heard today, Jeff Petrie spoke and what he said was basically that it's Martin St. Louis has brought life back into the room and things are fun again. um, And that he would love to be coached by him for many years. Did he say the last part? Yeah. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that. Um, And so now, with all the rumors Ooh. that have come out that Jeff Petrie was on the trade block, he's going to move, Kent Hughes even coming out saying that, hey, um, you know, Jeff Petrie himself, we, we'll trade him if the right deal comes along, but we're not in a rush to trade him because, you know, he's under contract and at the end of the day, he's a Montreal Canadian and so on. Yeah. Do you think, based on what Jeff Petrie said today and with the way things are going and with how hard it is to find defensemen's right-handed defensemen like him in the NHL to begin with, and we don't have anybody in the pipeline, does that change the plans a little bit? I don't think so. Um, I mean, if anything, I think I, I, I don't know. If I'm management, I soured a little bit on Jeff Petrie during this whole thing. Um, you know, the whole, you know, making it seem he, he was playing terribly. Um, you know, obviously there was a little family situation there. I, we get it. I understand it. And, and then you're going to start throwing your old coach under the bus. And I mean, like, look, it's how, how it's been weeks, man. Like enough with these comments. I, th- I find it's a little bit too much with Jeff Petrie where he's kind of like, Oh, look at me now. I'm a new player. It wasn't me. It was my bad. It was, it was, 
it was all dumb to shot him. It's like get over it a little bit. You're you're a professional. You're a pro. I get your your dip. Your play can dip, and your 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 abilities can, can dip a little bit if you're playing under a bad system or poor system. But to drop off the map like he did, and then to just point it blatantly point it off, I think I would if I was a general manager, I would sour on him, and I would try to move him. I think you could get a good asset. And I think that, um, I mean, obviously you don't trade him unless you get what you're looking for. And, and maybe now you could let his trade value rise a little bit between now and the deadline. But if it, if it was up to me, I, I don't want a guy like that on my team. So I'm going to pause right there, Dave. Because, so we're going to do something new this time. Wait, Matt, you're going to be able to contribute. We're going to do something new. Uh, and what I want to do is I've compiled a bunch of tweets um, some of them are tweets from people like NHL Watcher that are basically tweeting out what Darren Drager said or Elliot Friedman and so on. And they're they're basically players that are rumored to go to other teams. Um, so I will put a, I will pull up the tweet for for people who are going to watch this after. But I'm also going to read it out loud for the for the listeners. And I want you guys to tell me what you think. And the first one I'm going to use is going to be about Jeff Petrie. All right, you guys yeah. ready? Yeah. Matt, you, you could contribute first since I cut you off. Oh, thank you. Cut me <laughs> off. I didn't even get to talk, but okay, go. Good. Sure. All right. So NHL Watcher had tweeted this. Um, it's about Friedman. So Friedman uh, writes in his 32, um, uh, 30, yeah, 32 thoughts that he can see the Flyers in on Jeff Petrie. Sure. Matt, what do you think? I, I say sure that I can see them in on him. I can see just as easily, if not maybe more so, Dallas being in on him. Um, and and to kind of echo uh, Dave's thoughts about it, you asked, does it change the the sort of plan of, of moving him out? Uh, I also don't believe it changes it. If anything, it makes it easier to do because he's playing better. So you'll have more teams like all of a sudden Philadelphia is now in the mix, right? They weren't being talked about a couple weeks ago as mainly only Dallas as potential suitor. Um, I think I think. The family, um, we'll say issue, for lack of a better word, is going to be there for a while. I know his wife is either pregnant or just given birth. One of the two, I, I can't quite remember. But but something about, like, they're, they're both American. I think they want to be back in the States. Um, and to facilitate that, you know, as, as long as his play keeps improving, uh, you have the chance of, of moving him in season to, to a team that's that's looking to make a playoff push. Um, if that's not the case, then then, yes, you hold them. And you don't you don't trade him until you get what you're looking for. And it's nice to hear his comments about him being happy coming back to the rink, so that if he does stay, um, he's gonna you know put forth the the best effort he can. And it seems like he's finding his form. Um, so so yeah, I mean I I don't think the plan has changed at all in that regard. I I just think you have to trade him. I mean look, yeah, he's he has a big contract for the next three years. He's 34 years old. He. he his his play dropped like incredibly, uh, and it's not just a coincidence. It's not just all oh, because he's sad that his wife's out of town, and it's sad that that and the system. I don't believe that, man. I, I don't. You're ruthless, that, oh, Dave. Think, You're ruthless. I, I think he used that as a crutch, man. And and I and I understand. Maybe. Maybe. I understand. You know your work being affected by your home circumstances, but you're a professional athlete and you're a professional yeah. and that, that yeah, but i mean at the yeah. same time dave they are humans and if he's got newborns and kids i mean if you were separated both of you guys if you were separated from your kids for a long span of time and with all these restrictions and covid that was that we had in quebec before that 100 percent, and that's why you, you, you your your performance can suffer a little bit here or there he dropped off the map man you think it's a coincidence yeah i don't think it's a coincidence and, and last year 
I don't know, man. Like his playoff run, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on Jeff Petrie going forward, and I think that his contract will not haunt them because whatever, it's six and a half for three years. It's not the end of the world. But at the end of the day, I think that you would have to move him um, just for many. Okay, reasons. okay. So we know fly, the team that was mentioned in this tweet was the Flyers. Very no, right. I'm I'm not gonna ask you. Well, Marco D'Amico has been ranting on that I one. I know, too. I know. So, so um, I'm not gonna ask you guys what would you want as uh, pieces going forward because you know I, I'm assuming you don't have the Flyers roster or their prospect pool or even their picks in front of you no, guys right now. No, but the name the name that you keep hearing is Morgan Frost. I don't know. Everybody's talking to get Morgan well, Frost and, yeah. and get a roster player back. So, I'm like, so this is what I'm gonna ask you guys yeah. both. Would you prefer a combination of an because you're gonna, they're gonna have to throw in a contract player there and one player that's been rumored that they want to try to trade is Travis Konechny. Okay. I'm not saying, would you prefer a Konechny and maybe a late pick for someone like Jeff Petrie or something more along the lines of a Nick Suzuki-esque type of package where they get a first, they get a prospect that who can be at the Suzuki level and an NHL roster player for Jeff Petrie. And Dave, well, obviously you'd prefer that, but I mean, that's not uh, what they're going to get. Well, it's because Konechny yeah. is Konechny is a good player too. That's why I I'm. Understand, I understand, but I, I, I yeah, yeah, obviously but, you go for the prospect route, yeah. Um, yeah. and the pick. It, it's just again, I don't know if why Philly would do it. I, I it, it, it puzzles me sometimes, and uh, I know that the, there's probably truth to it, right? Like Frank Saravalli wouldn't have, uh, have said that for no reason and neither would have uh, Elliot Friedman and neither would, you know, Marco wouldn't say it if, if there's no, I know, credence to it, I guess. But I just, I don't understand. Where did they want Ristolainen out? And they don't want to be weak on the right side. And they have uh, Ryan Ellis, who's been hurt and seems like a significant I, injury. I understand them needing a defenseman. And I just don't understand Jeff Petrie being the answer to, to that. And then not only a Jeff Petrie, but then paying a high cost of a first round pick uh, this and that, and like it's not as if the Flyers Ooh, are world beaters. I, yeah. a late, you know what I mean? Like I just don't get it. I don't see. It I don't. All. I don't see. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I see Dallas as a much better fit because I think all signs are pointing to. I mean, the fact that it's out there, Klingberg literally made it known he wants out. It looks like he's going to get moved before the trade deadline. Um, and Dallas was surging and 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 really going for the playoffs this year. So Petrie is like a perfect fit right back in there, especially if he's finding his form. I definitely see that more. Um, as a proper landing spot for Jeff Petrie. All right, so let's move on to another tweet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vito, are you I'm wearing gonna... a turtleneck or is that a hoodie? I can't tell. No, no, it's, it's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. Okay. It's kind We're of good. Like it's the first ever hoodie turtleneck. That's <laughs> like what it is. <laughs> so this is not about a Montreal Canadian. It is okay. about Claude Giroux. Flyers again. All right. Yeah, Adrian Dater came out with a tweet saying. He, uh, I'm told that Claude Giroux has made it known to Flyers GM Chuck Fletcher that Colorado is where he wants to go. If somehow that doesn't work out, Minnesota or St. Louis would be acceptable alternatives. Guys, Claude Giroux is a few games away from basically hitting a thousand games with the Philadelphia Flyers. Can you can you guys actually see Claude Giroux moving to Colorado? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So you guys, well, no, no, not even. But think of the roster Colorado has. Taking like, where would you even slot him? Where you when you have McKinnon, you've got Jost, you've got uh, very there. Very different question. You ask, can I see him on another team? I believe I can see. Wait, if I woke up tomorrow and you told me all of a sudden a trade was made and Claude Giroux is playing for really any of the other teams. 
I mean, barring a couple of the bottom feeders, because that would make no sense. Um, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I see it. He he's late in his career. He wants to go for a cup. I don't think he has one. No, he doesn't have one. Right. He's so, with the Philadelphia so, Flyers his whole career. They, they yeah, but then they, they went they went to the Stanley Cup once they, in his time there, I think, or close even. No, they, either they, way, they, they got either way. They got to the cup okay. against Chicago and they lost to Chicago. Them. Yeah, okay. Chicago. Okay. So 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 he's seen he's been to the dance, but but he didn't stay to the end. So you want to see him. I mean, at least I'd imagine he would want to have one more shot. And it looks like Philly is not going there anytime soon. So yeah, I can totally see it. Where does he slot in on these teams? What kind of finagling and magic needs to occur to get him to go to Colorado, for example? Yeah, that I can see it being far more difficult. Uh St. Louis. Maybe a little bit of an easier fit. Maybe Minnesota. I don't quite understand that, but whatever. Well, Minnesota doesn't really have the best of centers either. Eh? But like, like it's just I don't know. To me, I find that's a weird place to say. Out of all the teams you want to go to, you Colorado, so if, Louis, if, Minnesota. If, but no, okay. if, go ahead, Dave. Claude Giroux would slot in on Colorado. Fine, he could take that third center uh, role. It's, who is it? It's New Hook now, or you know, you, you, yeah, you New Hook. You can move them out, or you can move them to the wing. He plays the wing as well. You could put him somewhere. You can find room for. If they land, if they were to trade for Claude Giroux, is it? If they were to to trade for Claude Giroux, does that make them basically, in your mind, the team to win the Stanley Cup? I mean, obviously anything could happen in the playoffs, but does it make them that team? They're definitely a, uh, you know, they're definitely a favorite. I mean, look, they're first place. Aren't they first place in the NHL right now? Uh, I mean, they've been killing it's, it's it. Been, it's been back and forth between them and Florida, yeah, basically. so, I mean, they're obviously a favorite. They, they have a crazy roster. And, and Claude Giroux, does it put them over the top? I don't know. Does it really address a need for them? That That's my – whenever I see a trade like that, it's kind of like, are you just adding to your pool of players who could play, you know, on the power play or here or there? Uh, or does it address a major need going into the playoffs? And I don't know if Claude Giroux addresses a major need for. for if, I, if I'm Colorado and I'm looking at their roster, I, I would think that I would want to bring in another goalie instead of relying on uh, on who they have right now. And I'd want to bring in some a defenseman that could be a stay-at-home defenseman and not just be Kale McCarr going up there skating like the wind and and nobody playing back. Like they, I find they need a couple okay, of defensive defensemen. Okay, you need Ben Chirot. We get it, Vito. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Speaking of Ben Chirot, I wasn't even gonna bring him up bring right it. away. Bring it. But here's another one, another tweet. Ben Chirot. Who's, who's it got is. something for Ben Chirot? Here. Drager right. I lo- says. I love that you said I wasn't gonna bring him up, but you have a tweet. Ready no, for I was gonna bring him up now. Is what ah. I said. I was gonna wait. All right, all right. Drager all right. says the St. Louis Blues are heavily interested in. Ben Sherrod. Beyond that, I look at Florida. I look at the. I look at the Bruins. Who I look, is a who's who right now? I look Florida at the Leafs, and I New look York. at the New York Rangers. Oh my God! Montreal's going to get a good amount in return for Ben Sherrod. As I said, a first-round draft pick and maybe a prospect as well. To follow that tweet up, Incarcerated Bob, if you know that that Twitter account, um, he's been right a few times. Uh, says Habs are receiving plenty of interest in Ben Chirot. Mm-hmm. Names the same, pretty much the same teams: Blues, Hurricanes, Rangers, and Panthers. See most serious as of now. Can confirm one of these teams made an offer before his injury. Also, watch for the Kings if they stay in the race. Chris Johnston on TSN also states that Ben Chirot just happens to be the player that the Leafs have at least made some calls on. Uh, calls on to Montreal. Guys, mm-hmm. what do you think? Of Ben Sherratt going to basically the entire NHL. <laughs> and uh, with the way he's been playing, it seems like that injury was like nothing because he's been playing pretty well lately. Yeah, yeah. I, do, it... 
Do you still feel Ben Chirot moves for at least the first pick, or they're going to trade Ben Chirot for a prospect that could play in the NHL now or come, or is knocking on the door to play in the NHL, especially considering that they already got an additional first-round pick in the Tyler Toffoli trade? And I want Dave to answer. Matt, you're going to wait. You're going to wait. You've been talking, son. Um, wait. All right. I mean, Ben Chirot is a guy who – yeah, I think he's going to get the value of a first-round pick, whether that's a first-round pick or a draft pick that was a first-round pick or whatnot. I think that's what he's going to go for. It depends on the team that's trading him, right? I don't think the Leafs will trade a first. Like, you know, it depends. If he goes to Toronto, they're not going to get a first-round pick, I don't think, from Toronto. I think they'll get a, a prospect or, or of some sort there. Uh, Toronto makes the most sense just because they kind of need that toughness. They kind of need a Ben Chirot on that team. Yeah, I know, but they've been, they already went for Lebushkin over there. Now, then they, now apparently they're interested in, in somebody else. Chirot's like the third player on their list that they're trying to target, and they've already named the players out of their prospect pool that they don't want to trade for rentals, and yeah. that's essentially anybody that you'd probably go after. So for it's sure. like... Here, I'll give you a fourth-round pick is what they want to do. They're not going to yeah, get that. Yeah, I'm, ju I'm just saying that's the that's the team that would make the most sense. Um, I mean, if they, if they go for a guy, you know, they, they trade him to Florida. There's some prospects there that are interesting. Uh, I, I think it, it just depends on who their trade partner is going to be. St. Louis also is a, is a team that would desperately, I think, not desperately, but I think that he would fit in quite he'd be, well. He'd be a good fit in uh, St. Louis. I think he'd be a good Louis, fit in St. Louis. St. Louis has a, has a nice uh, slew of prospects there as well. So, um I mean, I, I, it just depends. I, I think more so if, if I'm Ken Hughes, I'm looking for a prospect over a, over a pick. But, I mean, I'll, I'll take what I get at, at one point and, and see what the best offer out there is. So I, I know what Matt Matt's touched on this. Or we, he and I have spoken offline about this. And it was, uh, I mean, he wants the package he wants to get for Sherrod, but he just doesn't want to see him go to the Leafs. <laughs> well, for whatever okay. reason, he doesn't want to... Well, yeah. one of the reasons you yeah. hate the Leafs. Well, I have a I have strong feelings towards the Leafs. Let's not say hate. <laughs> I don't hate a particular hockey organization, Guys, but uh, yeah, I mean, no. Look, listen, it's bottom ben line Chirot, for Ben. Though. Like Ben Sherrod. Ben Sherrod is but, not going to okay. solve the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like no, you know what I mean? He's no. going to be an addition. He's going to be an upgrade over somebody. But I don't. It doesn't. Listen, they're not winning the cup. I just don't even want them getting out of the first round. But anyways, it, it's not about <laughs> me and the Leafs. What what it comes down to with Ben Sherratt is it's one or the other, and that's the beauty of it, right? You're not going to find a place where they're going to trade Ben Sherratt and you're going to be like, "What is this? What is this returns? How could this be?" No, there is enough. Out there, there's enough smoke. You know the fire is there. He's going to net you a first plus, or he's going to come back and get you a top-end prospect and a, and a late draft pick. It's one or the other. Who, whichever team they're negotiating with, if they're if they're with a team that they think, you know, these guys are going to be knocked out early and this is going to be a middle, a middle first-round pick, maybe that's what they go for and they roll the dice, depending on, of course, if they're prepared to, to trade prospects or not. I think, like you said, Vito, they got... They got already two first rounds. You know a bunch of other players are on their way out, potentially. Uh, you, you hear a ton, especially with his stock going through the roof. Uh, Arturi Lekinen, which I can't <laughs> wait for him to get a first round pick. I'm going to laugh so hard at Dave, shoot him a million messages. You said but, a first so now round you, pick and a prospect. He might. At the rate that he's playing and what he's doing, my God, who knows? My goodness. Who knows? what The sky's the limit for Arturi Lekinen. I hope he, wow. he stays If the a trade half, happens from now, from now until Saturday and Lekinen does get traded for a first and yeah. a prospect, uh, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna both owe you a drink, one hundred percent. But we'll we'll talk lucky in a second. To to finish on Ben Sherrod, honestly, I I personally would be 
completely dumbfounded if we wake up and hear the trade occurred and it's and we're like wow that's it like i can i see it as a not a no miss trade you're either going to get a first plus you're going to get a really good prospect plus all right and let's so, move, and so let's i'm very happy with ben Chirot. guys the next tweet i'm going to show is probably my my favorite one it's the one that got got the biggest reaction out of me and not in a holy shit i can't wait till it happens more in like I just don't see, like, what the fuck's the matter with you? But apparently this person, as every other Twitter account claims, is that they got sources. And their sources have recently say, said to them is the following. Please. Yeah, It's in French, so guys, bear with me. Um, I'll translate it. But essentially he's saying that um, he has heard from two sources that Cheval Dayoff and Hughes have had some preliminary discussions about... Uh, Dubois, and that it would be a Dubois-Dvorak type of deal. Not one for one, uh, but it's some kind of package. He followed it up uh, a day later by saying that he's still hearing those same reports and that where there's smoke, there is fire. So guys, I repeat, it's the names mentioned were Dubois and Dvorak. You and hear that? Like, you say what? Well, what, what do I what do I say? Um, I mean, I listen. I don't see it. I don't know this person. I don't know their sources. I don't see it. I'll bring it up again. Uh, it, it came from Maxim Getting. Yeah, which... I don't know who. I don't know who this is. To be fair, and, and I, I mean, I don't know what their sources are, and it could be just a, a fun account or whatever. But to talk about that in particular. I don't want I, you being politically correct, man. I it's not about politically. I'm, I'm literally saying how, how I feel about it. I don't know the guy to say whether, oh, I know this is a troll account or not, but that makes okay, no sense to me. Maybe maybe this will help you out a little bit because I have another tweet that's part of the whole Winnipeg thing, and maybe it'll help the vision a little bit, and it's about Shifley. Frank Saravalli had said on his uh, daily face-off rundown that there are a lot of rumblings that this could be Mark Shifley's last season in Winnipeg. So, so that's what I was going to say, because my understanding is they're going to have a problem paying for Shifley and paying for Dubois. And that's my understanding of what's happening in Winnipeg. So it looks like one of them is going to maybe go or, or something. So I can see the appeal or I could see how trade rumors are starting with, you know, oh, they want to keep Shifley, you know, maybe get Dubois out of there. Dubois but being from here. supposedly Shifley that w might want out. Well, either way, okay, you know, I don't need to spend a lot of time on this one. No, I think that's total bullshit. I don't see any trade involving Dvorak going to get you back to Bois. None whatsoever. No package I can see making that happen. Sources or not, I don't see it. Dave, I need to know, uh, man. Well, I need to know to your thoughts on this. Because <laughs> I've never heard of this Maxime Guerin, all right, which is curious <laughs> to me because I know a lot of people in the industry, right? Uh, so I'm kind of like scrolling through his tweets here and basically hey. he's linked. I've sc scrolled through six and he's linked um, pretty much everybody <laughs> to the Montreal Canadiens. Go, go, uh, you know, Johnny Goudreau is there. He might very oh, well yeah. be yeah, Quebec's yeah. Eklund. But for now, <laughs> for now, I said some I of the mean, tweets that I was going to show you are from reputable sources and some of them are from the Maxim Gettings. I mean, of the world. And Maxim... If you end up watching this episode and this actually does happen, I will I'll be the first one to come tip, out I'll on a live hat. stream to admit it. Also, I'll because, tip my hat. I don't know. I, again, I, as I said, I don't know him, so I don't want to bash him or anything. I'm just going scrolling through his tweets. Maybe he's right, and we're just stupid, you know? But anyways, um, 
How does it no, make sense? I don't, I no, I don't, maybe not live, you but just I'll record Dubois things right for Patrick Liney. So basically, you're saying that you could get Christian Dvorak for Patrick Liney. It was like, a package deal. Okay, but I, I, I come on, man. Like I, I, you could package anybody then. You know, like oh, I'm hearing uh, Shifley in a package to uh, Toronto. You know, like anybody can offer a package. For yeah, anything. I, I don't, I don't. A see package it. deal to me is just like you name a player you want, and it's like oh, I, he's rumored to be part of a package involving this because you don't even know what would get him. Christian Dvorak. Why would Winnipeg ever do that in the first place? I just don't see it. I mean, do the, would the Canadians have interest in Dubois? Sure, I could believe that. I think that they had an extreme interest when he was in Columbus, and I think that it's possible. But I mean, if, if, Christian Dvorak's not going to do it, not going to cut it. And if I mean, one thing to keep in mind here: Cheryl Dayoff is not a very good general manager. So I mean, maybe in my in my estimation, perhaps maybe you. Well, could. let's. You know what? You know what? Let's let's <laughs> play with this just for a second, just for fun, because let's construct a trade package that would make this happen. Let's say Winnipeg truly can't keep Shifley and Dubois. And let's say they're like, okay, it's Dubois that we're going to try to unload because whatever, that we might be able to replace him easier. Shifley's been here longer. He's our franchise guy. What, whatever. What would it take? Dvor it, obviously, it's a, more, it's a plus from Montreal, clearly. It's Dvorak and what to get to Dubois? A first? A first. I think that... And, and a prospect? A first, and you might be looking at... Like, uh, maybe... A uh, Caulfield, a Ghoulie, uh, something. Whoa, whoa, They'll whoa, ask whoa, for that. Whoa, They'll whoa. ask for that. They will ask for that, because that's where they put... That's where they probably put Pierre-Luc Dubois right now. No, 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 but no, no. they'll ask for that. No. Um, what they would probably end up settling down on, it'd be a Dvorak... Well, no. The first-round pick, if it's not... They might ask for this coming first round or next year's, and Montreal's just not going to be giving away first round picks. No, if 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 I had to do it, if like if this is the thing, it would be the Calgary first. It would be Dvorak, and it would be one of our one of our like like proper prospects. Harris? Not, not a who? Jordan Harris. Well, he's not signed, man. I... Let's say they sign him. Yeah, yeah but fine. It's just fine. There's yes. traction there. Apparently, he's yes. gonna he's sure. likely to sign. I mean, I can't understand like why they would go him, but fine. Yes. Norlander, Same. yes. Um, I, I just don't think that gets it done. Well, probably not. But like, if we're talking like trying to make this real, it it depends on it depends on how desperate the Jets would be to move him. But I, again, this we're off. We're going yeah, he's, a, he's uh he's I got no contract. It. He's got no contract beyond this season. Yeah, the uh, the next season or it ends this season. It ends this season. He's UFA at the end of this season. Uh, RFA. RFA. He's RFA. Okay. He's RFA. All right. All right. What else, what, what else you got? What else do I got? Treasure trove of tweets. What else you got? <laughs> All right, guys. You saving uh, best for last? What do you got? No, 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 no. And you could, if there's certain players that get brought up, you could easily say that I would love this player to play be for the Montreal Canadiens. It's fine. You can bring that up. But the next one is actually another Habs player that Mike Hoffman, Maxim Gerein <laughs> comes out again with Rashutte Pittsburgh or the Kip Interesse and Mike Hoffman. Two notes that other okay. people have stated that the Washington Capitals were also interested in Mike Hoffman. How did you How did you stumble upon Maxim Guerin's Twitter? Like I'm I don't know. There's people There's people who follow our Get Pucked podcast Twitter account, and they yeah, seem to follow him. People. And when they like it, it pops up on our feed. But I'll, by the way, I'll translate translate that in English. He's stating that Pittsburgh is among the among teams among the teams that are interested in Mike Hoffman as well. 
So, Mike Hoffman to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I will say, it, it's a pretty good fit. It would be a pretty good fit. I could see him going to the Pittsburgh okay. Penguins. I mean, you know what? Like, when Mike Hoffman signed here, I was kind of, like, somewhat enthused about it. I thought he'd bring some some sort of dynamic to the power play that that we were missing. Um, you know, we all know about his, his you know, maybe not so great defensive game. Um, but, like, he signed three years. Um, I think Mike Hoffman is a replaceable player. I don't see him being core uh, in anybody's mind moving moving forward in like a in like a rebuild. Um, if you could get him and his whatever he is three and a half mil off the books, he's he's, a, he's about four, eat four million off the books. Uh, send him to Pittsburgh to get something back for it. Yeah, uh, I will sure. say this: there was a trade scenario, or Dave had ran an episode a while back, and he asked he asked us what would we want for someone like Mike Hoffman. And just come up with a trade, and you came up with something that I actually found was reasonable, and I liked it. It was two second round picks. Sure, I take two second round picks. I said that. Damn, yeah. I'm smart. Yes, I take two second round <laughs> picks. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, Mike Hoffman to the Pittsburgh Penguins or the yeah, Washington Capitals. I can see them. In, I can see them on both teams, to be honest. Sure, both teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have you have Genso with Crosby, right? And then you know after that, your left wing is pretty meh. Uh, if you're looking at Pittsburgh, so I, I would I could see it happening for for. I mean, heck, there was a rumor that came up that that apparently Pittsburgh entertained or had discussions about Kessel going back. Damn straight, Phil Kessel's the best. Okay, Phil Kessel deserves another cup run. He should have won that consulate that year. Don't, don't get me started on Phil Kessel. Okay. Oh, Phil Kessel. Nobody could pack down those hot dogs like him, man. <laughs> you always got to go back to the poor hot dogs, man. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on from uh, from Mike Hoffman. And uh, this one was actually surprising. So it was controversial because th- this tweet came out about this specific player. And then other people came out contradicting contradicting what was the rumor. So I'll bring it up. It's Philip Forsberg. So Andy Strickland comes out saying, hearing the Preds are actively shopping superstar Philip Forsberg. Then Friedman notes on his, uh, on his podcast or uh, on his, uh, his thoughts uh, his blog, whatever you want to call it, his article, thinks the Preds are trying to sign him, acknowledges Poyle is not crazy about going to the trade deadline with Forsberg unsigned. They know AAV has to be above Duchesne and Johansson, has to be higher than $8 million, but can't be higher than Yossi's contract, which is uh, 9.089, something like that, or just a bit above 9. So I would, I'm going to say this for myself, is that I would... I would actually like Philip Forsberg with the Montreal Canadiens. I think he's an upgrade on the left side, and he'd be probably the best left winger we've had in a very long time. I mean, okay. sure, right? Like, no, like, like, right? yeah. I would take <laughs> Philip Forsberg. So, but the thing is, is would you? He's a UFA at the end of the season. Would you trade for him n- now? No. No. Sign and trade, maybe. But yeah, sign and trade. That's sure. no, no way because you're you're looking yeah. at a team that might be going through a rebuild. You're gonna give up assets to get Philip Forsberg to what? Well, for the bottom place team until the end of the year, and then perhaps he walks. Like, why would he ever be interested? No, in well, rumor yeah. has it that Nashville is very interested in Jonathan Drouin. Maybe something can be done there. I'll tell you okay. what should be done with Nashville. You want to know what should be done with fucking Nashville? Let me tell you what should be done with Nashville. There we go. There's a, Bring on the there's a guy. There's a Shea Weber character that we might know about, right? This is where you you call them up and say, listen, 
this isn't a, a league of, of, of buddy buddies, all right? Shea Weber likely is never playing hockey again, as much as it pains me to say. And, and there is a massive financial thing on play here if he decides to stay on long-term uh, disability or if he retires, right? And so here comes the interesting part. You call up Poyle and you say, hey, man, we got to talk. You got a guy. He's UFA. He wants out. Da-da-da-da-da. You need to sign him. You're not going to sign him. Whatever. But Shea Weber's here. And if he does retire, you guys are absolutely boned. Maybe there's something that they can play there. And I'm definitely not smart enough to know how and what they would do to make this work. But you definitely should dangle that shit in front of his face. Yes. Would Philip Forsberg coming to the Montreal Canadiens be great signing long term? Absolutely. Absolutely. But like Dave said, you got to be criminally insane to go and trade for him unsigned and then hope to get it done in, in the offseason. Like that can't happen. It's a sign and trade and, and, and you work it out or you see what happens. And if he goes to UFA at the end of the season, you make your pitch to him and you say, this is what we're looking to do here. Come on over. And then you save the Shea Weber card for another time. Dave? Philip Forsberg would be amazing on the Montreal Canadiens. I honestly, like, I want to uh, manifest it to happen because it's just such a great fit, I think. Um, I think he'd look perfect on 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 that uh, on that Habs roster. Um, I think so too. But I just don't think. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think the the timing aligns. I don't think it makes any sense. And uh, I mean, I that's called cap circumvention. I'm pretty sure, Matt. I'm pretty sure that that's all sorts of all <laughs> sorts of. Uh, Everyone's doing it, Dave. <laughs> Everyone's playing the game. Vegas <laughs> is doing it. Tampa basically lives by it. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think that, it I think it's okay when it involves your team, but when you drag in another team and kind of blackmail them by saying, hey, give up your stars. You know what? They they signed that contract. Time. I don't know if it's blackmail. They put themselves in this spot. Shea Weber got hurt. Well, to be fair, they didn't sign the contract. Philly also, signed also, the contract. Well, they didn't put themselves in the spot because they, they, they tried to move him. And, and you know, it, it's a health thing, man. Like, you can't really. You can't predict it. But predict it is that. what it is. So, business is business. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. I understand that. But corporate blackmail, I don't know, man. I, 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 <laughs> I, like, I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. I just, you know, I don't know if that gets done. I don't think if that gets done in the NHL. But uh, Guys, I like I the way you're going. Look, Philip Forsberg would be so. a dream. Uh, <laughs> would be a dream on the, on the Canadians. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. Um, imagine like Jeez, Washington. Imagine Washington my... would probably want to right or wrong there. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think Washington can fit him. But... I don't think they'll fit him, but I'm just saying, like, I'm sure. Not would... unless like somebody like Kuznetsov goes the other way. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was rumored nonstop to be to be moved, right? Kuznetsov yeah, but it before. seems like the, it seems like they're liking him again. But who knows what's gonna happen no there? Kidding. I've got two more tweets, guys. Let's get this. Let's get through this one. Chickren. Chris Johnston writes or at least he stated on TSN, it's a little bit hard to get a handle on who's in and who's out. Certainly the Los Angeles Kings are a team that have a huge interest in potentially getting Jacob Chikrin. They've been they've been in from the start. Their interest remains high today. Uh, later on, Johnston adds, the Bruins and Panthers have kept track as well, although the Panthers find the price a little high. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy if somehow the Florida Panthers... Landed Jacob Chickren on that roster, even for a they're, playoff push. They're not. In fact, I'll make a statement right now. I, I predict he doesn't get moved at all, personally. The only way he gets moved at this point is if Arizona's demands come down a little bit. Because everyone's staying at yeah, super I don't, high. I, I, I don't think they will. I don't understand why they would trade him. 
Like I, I also so players you could deal before you eventually you like what do you go back to your fans with like oh these this is a guy we're gonna build around oh no we're gonna deal him for some picks we're just gonna constantly deal in Dave what fans okay it's just gonna be the future it's, call them the Arizona futures and they just constantly you you'll bring up a good prospect and we'll deal him for another for the future Listen, again the, what fans do you know what the plan is they're gonna get rid of all the contracts they have. And they're going to go take on these expiring one-year contracts left or the Shea Weber-type contracts just to hit the floor. And you're going to have a bunch of kids all the time that are Gary Bettman's Gary Bettman's favorite NHL team, by the way. Guys, control yourselves. There is a plan there, okay? There is. They they got rid of everybody because they wanted to get that first overall pick this year and perhaps next year, okay? They wanted to be players. But you still need some players to build around. And if they trade chick run, who do they have? They have nobody left. You can't they got, just they got Keller they got and Keller. they got they Keller got, and they got uh, what they got, that exactly. They got uh, <laughs> it'll come to me. Barrett they Hayden. Got Keller. They, yeah, they got the uh, Okay, but guys, chick yeah. run is someone you build around, man. No, hundred percent. A franchise. hundred percent. Hey man, what I heard dealing these guys away. You can't. Yeah, when I heard that they were looking to shop them around, I thought it was actually a joke. And then it turned out that people were reporting it. And I, I honestly just chuckled and moved on because it's Arizona and everything they do is stupid to me. Out so. of the teams that were mentioned in that in that tweet and what Chris Johnson said, I really do see a fit more with LA and Boston versus Florida. I'm I with mean, Matt. I don't I don't see him getting moved, man. I, I, I he, he's not. I just want to give up if, if that's if if they just deal him. I just I don't understand what the point is. I don't get, get it. It's it's just guys. like it's like saying like okay we we finished last place guys we have Shane Wright and in three years we're gonna deal Shane Wright for a whole bunch of prospects. It just, makes no sense. You can't just push the ball down the court for the rest of your lives. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. They are preparing their roster for the future Kansas City team. That is my theory. Ah, I, it's I gonna be Houston the same. Would, I mean, unless if the owner Houston changes. Yeah. <laughs> What'd I, you say, Dave? I think Houston would get a team before Kansas City. Anyways. Them too. Them too. What's your last one? What's the last one you got? Last you one has to last. do with Brock Besser. I didn't say the last. I was going random, man. Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock, Brock Besser. Brock Lesnar. Brock Besser. Per oh, Frank Saravalli in his latest trade board on Daily Faceoff has tied the Devils to Brock Besser of the Canucks, potentially using Pavel Zaka as part of a package to get him. Mentions the Devils had talks in the past about Besser. Guys, I just don't get why Jim Rutherford, who's just come in and right away, he wants to trade away Brock Besser. Apparently, he says, or it's been rumored that he's trying to, if he has to move somebody, he'd rather move Brock Besser than than JT Miller. He'd rather keep JT Miller, but he knows that one of the two would have to move. I don't know why either of them have to move really, unless they come out straight up and say, "I got, I want to get out of here." But I mean, I'm not a hundred. That's another team that keep, that's another team that keeps trading away certain yeah. pieces and yeah. players. But that like, like why? You know, it's 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 another thing where if all of a sudden I read tomorrow that that Besser was traded and he goes to New Jersey for some package deal, I'd be like, okay. I mean, it doesn't move the dial for me a lot. I think Brock Besser is a really good player, but I don't think he's he's like in the top, top caliber players that if all of a sudden a team moved and you'd be like, wow, why? You know, like that's, that's wild. Like, you know what I mean? 
and and I can see the toss up. I like if they had to keep him or JT Miller the way JT Miller's been well, playing. JT like Miller's I can see more it. serviceable for them than than Brock Besser, but it's still I, but Brock I can Besser. see I can see him being in a in a bit of a, a a quandary there about which one to to move. But eh, eh doesn't really do much. And would you Same like Brock Besser with the Montreal Canadiens? Look, Rutherford came in and he made it clear, right? He wants cap space, right? That's what he wants the most. And and Besser's right. He's an RFA and he has this huge qualifying offer coming in. I think that he's due over the summer. So I, I get why they would try to move him, want to move him. New Jersey, another very random team. Like, what? I don't understand, again, the strategies of these teams and what they're doing. I, I guess a fit is there, but I, I'd be with Matt. You know, very meh. Very man move. Like, okay, New Jersey got Brock Besser. All right. Like, congratulations. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to me, it's just, I don't know. He is playing better under uh, under Rutherford, but that, uh, under Boudreaux, sorry, since he came in. But the thing is, for, for me, if I'm, if I'm the Canucks, why not move him to a player in the playoffs that are going to want to actually pay, maybe overpay a little bit for Brock Besser, as opposed to trading him to a team like New Jersey. Like, what package? Unless, uh, unless they really, really like somebody like Pavel Zaka. All right, I guess. But what? What are these guys? I mean, it doesn't <laughs> like they're saying like it doesn't make any sense. I like Brock Besser. There was a little while ago there was rumors all over the place him coming to the house maybe, and I was like, okay, I'd be pretty jacked for that. That's cool. But like at the same time. You know, you're talking about it now, and I, and again, it's a market I'm not really overly crazy about, anyways. You know, both of them, Jersey, Vancouver, okay, whatever. But like, like they're saying, you know, these rumors that are out there, it's just so bizarre. Oh, you're gonna trade Brock Besser to, that to the, is the fifth point worst of team. This episode is to bring up. Well, these you found and have these really kind of good tweets from really crazy shit because it Thank makes you. no sense to me personally. And out of all the tweets we <laughs> came up with. And out of all the discussions we had, I'm still in my mind trying to figure out, Dave, is that a Motorola Razor? <laughs> that it, you're is, flipping? it is. It, it was. What it was the indeed. hell, man? It's a. It's my stress reliever. I, it's I a like to play with it in my, as I uh, as I speak. There you, go. you know, I like to flip it. It was my favorite phone. I remember. Uh, Great phone. I, I was working at Canadian Tire back in the day, and uh, to bring you back, and someone came in, a client came in to have a key cut, and he had a Motorola Razor, and I remember looking at it and saying, like, man. When I get a Motorola Razor, I'm gonna know I made it in life. That's you know? it. And then that, uh, that's where you set the bar to... for success. <laughs> Which one is that one? Is it's that beauty, is... Man. okay? Uh, wait a minute. Wait yeah, a beauty. It was like the first like advanced technological one, which like no buttons. You know? That makes look, two of us. Oh, yes. Look at that. Look there at you go. I gotta go find my crazer <laughs> somewhere. Oh, that was a good one too. I had that one. I had a blue. It's right in a box. All right, guys, guys, guys. Okay, I got it. We're gonna end it here. That was fun. Blast from the past, right there. Um, <laughs> Dave, really happy to have you back. Yeah, man. We missed you. We missed fun, you. Guys. Fun. I we missed you. Uh, but we're gonna end it here. Thank you, everybody, for listening in, watching us. It's uh, this was episode twenty-one. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, you can watch us on YouTube and on our Facebook page. You can listen to us on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that fun stuff. We're there. And uh, thanks for tuning in and thanks for your support and your time. This was Get Pucked. Thank you. Get Pucked.